Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Why Should You Become BQA Certified? To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Jesse Fulton, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator and also the Director of the Nebraska Beef Quality Assurance Program. Thanks for joining me today, Jesse. Thanks for having me here, Aaron. Jesse, this is the second in a series of articles that have focused on beef quality assurance. In the last article, you focused a little bit about the history of beef quality assurance, how it came about, and the value of it. In this article, you really discuss some of the research that's been done by the Beef Quality Assurance Program, and then how that research has been translated into education for producers, and the value of that to consumers. Share with us a little more about some of the content that you discussed in the article, and some things that you think producers should know and understand about why it's important to become BQA certified. Yeah, no problem. Well, the first thing I want to mention is with the Beef Quality Assurance Program, those guidelines that we develop or the national BQA develops, they don't develop those guidelines unless they're supported by peer-reviewed research. And so before anything can go into the BQA program or can be uh, issued as a, you should do this, it has to be supported by some kind of research that's peer-reviewed in the industry. Um, you know, in the article that I talked about, one thing that I mentioned was injection site lesions. That's kind of where the beef quality assurance program started with was injection site lesions and uh, volatile withdrawals. And so in this article, I had mentioned that the incidence of injection site reason, uh, lesions was 22% back in 1991. And because of the, the beef quality assurance program and how we've worked with producers on changing where we give injections to cattle, we've really decreased the amount of incidence in beef rounds uh, from 22% uh, all the way down to less than 3% in fed cattle. On our coal animals, um, we've went from a higher degree of 60% in dairy down to 15% and 30% in beef cows and bulls down to 7% uh, for injection site lesions. So we've really uh, helped the industry out by reducing injection site lesions by producers following BQA practices. One of the other things you talked about in there is the incidence of bruising on carcasses, which is really tied quite a bit to handling of cattle uh, prior to and as they're loaded to go to harvest. Show a little more about some of the changes that have occurred there and how Beef Quality Assurance has raised awareness of the need to pay attention to handling practices. Yeah, you know, bruising is, is a, you know, a large financial impact on the beef industry. In 2016, uh, from the National Beef Quality Audit, we found that bruising is costing the beef industry over $62 million. Um, you know, that's, that's something that we could fix. That's a lost opportunity that we could try to reduce by how we load these animals, the facility design that we use, and how we handle these animals. Um, from that 2016 National Beef Quality Audit, um, you're able to look and see the, the information that shows where a bunch of those bruises were present. And a majority of the bruises were down the loin and across the rib. And so when we see that, we know that, you know, our cattle are getting bigger. However, the, the trailers or the cattle pots that we use to transport these animals are not. Um, so when the cattle are going down into the belly, they're scraping their backs along the top, and that causes a major bruise across one of the most valuable cuts of the entire carcass. And so we really work with trailer companies to try to 
figure out how we're going to fix this. And one trailer company in particular, I know this is a shout out a little bit, but Merrick Trailer Company, um, they've actually have started redesigning their trailers on the inside. Uh, it don't seem like a lot, but they've added an additional four inches um, that the cattle have more room to drop down the belly. Now, we can't make our trailers too much bigger because overpasses aren't getting any bigger. Um, but it's just one of the things that we're doing to try to reduce bruising. Another thing the BQA program focuses on is the low-stress cattle handling, loading these animals in a low-stress manner so they're not rushing into the trailer. They're not bumping their shoulders as they're going in through the loading gate. Um, that's one area where we saw a lot of bruising as well. Um, so the more that we can do that and reduce bruising, the more we can save the industry on those lost opportunities. Jesse, one of the other things you talked about, and quite frankly, in my mind, is really one of the most important things about beef quality assurance is the importance of being able to tell the story of what producers do in terms of producing a quality, safe product. And when you talked about this in the article, you highlighted the importance of consumers understanding, hearing the story that's being told, and knowing that the product they're consuming is one that's safe and also going to deliver a quality eating experience. Give some more perspective on that and really how that has value for us as beef producers. Yeah, you know, uh, it was Deming that said that without data, what you say is just an opinion. It's not, you know, there is no fact behind it. And so whenever we say things like the consumers care about where their food comes from, well, we want to put some facts behind it. We want to put some research behind it. So there's some beef checkoff funded research uh, of con on consumers asking them, you know, what, what impacts your purchasing decision when you're at the grocery store? And 68% of the consumers that were surveyed said that animal welfare practices uh, influence how, what product they purchase. And so when they're able to know that a majority of beef producers are following an animal quality assurance program like the beef quality assurance program, it makes them feel better in the, in the product, the beef product that they're purchasing from the grocery store. You know, we also... Uh, talk to those consumers before we even introduce them to BQA to ask them how they felt about uh, cattle being raised for food. And only 20% of the consumers felt positive about it. There were 5% of those consumers that felt strongly negative. After we introduced them to the Beef Quality Assurance Program, we saw a complete shift the, the grid and saw that 5% that felt strongly negative had fell to only 2% feeling strongly negative. And the group that had felt strongly positive had increased to 30%. So we see that once consumers are aware that our producers are following a program like BQA, then they feel a lot better about the beef they purchase. And so I encourage producers to become BQA certified and use the program to tell their story on how they raise cattle and care for the cattle on their operation. You know, we can always say we're, talking the talk with what we do, but being BQA certified and, and implementing those practices in our operation is showing that we walk the walk as well. Jesse, where can folks go to get BQA certified or find out more about the program? Yeah, uh, there's two different ways you can get BQA certified. First of all, we would love to have you at an in-person event. We, we love to meet with our producers and talk with them and answer any questions firsthand that they might have. Um, to find out when a BQA event is happening near you, you can go to bqa.unl.edu or uh, you contact your Nebraska beef educator or a local veterinarian in your area who may be a BQA certified trainer. 
Now, I understand that sometimes it's hard to get away from the operation. Right now, we're about to get into planting season here in Nebraska. It might be difficult to get away. Um, so you can always go to bqa.org and take the online bee quality assurance modules um, to become BQA certified. Jesse, anything else you'd like to highlight on this as we point towards wrapping up? You know, I just want to let everyone know that we are in the process of scheduling many beef quality assurance in-person events across the state here in Nebraska. Um, I know it's, it, it's been a while since you've seen them. We've been under restrictions with the COVID-19 pandemic. However, those restrictions are starting to relax and we are filling up this calendar. So I highly encourage you to go to the website, find an in-person BQA training near you and, and come join us. Thanks again for joining me today, Jesse. Thank you, Aaron, for having me. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Also, again, I want to mention the two websites that Jesse talked about related to the BQA program. That's bqa.unl.edu. That gives you the opportunity to see where face-to-face -face trainings are going to be occurring near you. And also, if you'd like to take the online training, you can go to www.bqa.org.